Support for To The Point comes from Bausch & Lomb. Beautiful and healthy looking eyes? It shouldn't be a compromise. Lumify Eye Illuminations, developed by the experts at Bausch & Lomb exclusively for the sensitive eye area. To cleanse, nourish, and brighten. Lumify Eye Illuminations, only in the eye care aisle. Ocular surface disease. It's complex, chronic, and progressive, but rife with opportunity for the enterprising optometrist. The mission of this podcast is to make this condition more understandable and accessible to those interested and specializing in it. So let's get to the point. Welcome to another episode of the To The Point Podcast. My name is Jackie Garlick, and I am joined by my co-host, Leslie O'Dell, and we are thrilled to have a guest with us today. Please welcome Dr. Mila Yusifova. So Dr. Mila graduated with honors from the New England College of Optometry and completed a residency program in community health and ocular disease in Boston. She's a fellow of the AAO and was honored to present at the AAO Centennial Meeting in San Diego, California. She recently joined the AAO Anterior Segment Section Leadership Team as the Communications Chair. Dr. Mila served as an adjunct clinical faculty at the Pacific University College of Optometry and was an examiner for the National Board of Examiners in Optometry. Dr. Mila opened a boutique-styled private practice in 2013, offering advanced dry eye treatments, nutritional counseling, and aesthetic services. She recently studied human nutrition and functional medicine at the University of Western States and is in the process of becoming a certified nutrition specialist. She is passionate about treating dry eye disease while incorporating nutritional and lifestyle changes. Dr. Mila is an active member of the AOA, the Oregon Optometric Physicians Association, the American Nutrition Association, and the Ocular Wellness and Nutrition Society. Her philosophy is to treat the whole person, not just the disease. Dr. Mila, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I am too. We've got a lot to co- to cover. I mean, it's it's um, maybe obvious from your intro, but we're going to be talking to you about nutrition and dry eye and how those two things um, exist together and how we need to be talking about both of those things. But tell us a little bit about your background, your path to optometry, like your current practice info. We know a little bit about you, but tell us more. Yeah, so I graduated um, from uh, Nuenco or NECO. When I was in school, it was Nuenco. And uh, did a residency, as you said, uh, in Boston. And then I moved back to the West Coast. And um, my family's in Portland. And I was, you know, once you're... Um, the Northwest in me, you know, uh, was calling me back. So I moved back to Oregon to the rainy Portland, Oregon, but, um, and I opened my practice in 2013, but I've, uh, but I was also practicing um, as a adjunct for Pacific University. love the education, love working with students. Um, And the practice I, you know, Pretty much from day one, I I was focused on dry eye. It was it is a boutique style, um, very similar to your practice, Jackie's kind of, you know, high end optical, um, very personalized, you know, care. Um, no rushing through your cases or patients, right? Taking the time, type of vibe, and um, 
you know, Joy Eye was obviously we all know this. This this is is such a common problem that from day one that there was just no brainer. Like I had to solve these problems, these patients that were coming in with, um, you know, if they already tried all these, you know, home treatments were not getting anywhere. I didn't want to. I, I was getting frustrated that I need solutions. So from day one, I invested into, um, you know, advanced diagnostics, like we do my biography on everyone. You know, I think this is something that um, I hope just becomes for, you know, more mainstream and becomes a part of pre-testing because, you know, we, we check for glaucoma, we check eye pressures for everyone and dry eyes way more prevalent than glaucoma. So something like that. And, you know, for point of care testing, you know, tear lab and dry things like that. And then um, advanced, you know, therapeutics in office treatments, you know, uh, lipoflow, myboflow, radio frequency, um, IPL I've been doing for about five, six years now, I think. Um, so, you know, I was probably one of the first ones to get intense pulse light and, and in Oregon for sure. Um, and really, and now the latest thing I do along with nutrition, which we'll get into is biologics. So I do, um, we do in-office blood draws, which I do myself. And then we do uh, serum preparation by we, I mean, I, I, I prepare serum, um, autologous serum eye drops and uh, autologous PRP eye drops. So we make that within an hour and have, and have patients, you know, take their drops. So that's the newest thing that I've kind of added to my dry eye. But um, to answer your question about nutrition, you know, you can do, as you know, dry eye is multifactorial, complex, as your podcast says, <laughs> you know, um, it is complex. It's And there's a lot more to it than we don't know. And one of the things that Simul, it was just kind of an organic um, sort of flow into nutrition because a lot of these patients have autoimmune problems. They have other comorbidities with dry eye. You know, we know diabetes and high, high blood pressure and rosacea. That's a big one. So um, these patients were, you know, yes, even with the best tools I had, sometimes it was not enough. And I really had to kind of look under the hood of the car, right? And, and really look at their gut health and look at their lifestyle, their nutrition, um, and make that part of my treatment protocol, treatment plans. And that's when I really start seeing big changes, you know, and when I start treating patients as a whole and not just their eyeballs or their skin. I think so much is happening around that um, gut, you know, gut biome and how that's... Uh, influencing the ocular surface. And I definitely think, you know, there's a lot to learn in nutrition. So I applaud you for getting this degree in addition to everything else that you're doing. Um, how receptive are patients to having this conversation? Because I think lifestyle is the biggest challenge to change for our patients. So I like what, you know, I like what Jackie said with your intro about you have these nutritional consults. Um, how receptive are patients to really sitting down and hearing what they're doing that could be not helping their disease? You know, obviously there's going to be a variety. Some patients just want quick fixes, right? That's same thing with, with uh, dry eye treatments too. They just want a quick fix, you know? Um, and then others, 
and I primarily at this point only see dry eye patients. I only my my schedule is pretty much pretty much ninety nine percent dry eye, and these are referrals from other doctors or internal referrals and things like that. So, so um, a lot of these patients that I've seen multiple doctors, they're coming to me. They want they're ready to do anything, right? They are miserable. They've seen you know, four or five different doctors, they've been told there's nothing else to do. So they ask me, what else can I do? What else? What can I eat? What can I not do? You know, what, how is that? So maybe living in certain areas of, of the country, I'm sure is going to be less um, popular to do. But living in the Northwest, um, in Portland, people are more uh, mindful of those things of their diet and kind of what they're putting in their body or on their body, you know, on their skin and things like that. So they're more, um, they're more open to those types of recommendations, but not everybody is. So I have to be very gentle about that, right? I'm not going to say you have to change everything and you have to, you know, what you're doing is wrong or you're eating is wrong. So there is that fine line of being, um, you know, supportive and I'm sort of, I'm here to, to offer any of the services that they want. So some patients will want more than others. Some, some will just be like, don't take my, my diet Coke from me. And I've heard that, you know, I've heard patients saying like, don't, don't take that. That's like the only thing that makes me happy. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I won't do that. (laughs) So there's a fine line, right? You, you have to respect because mental health, that's another big factor in these patients with dry eye. I have to be very, um, careful and supportive. And, and a lot of these patients are very vulnerable and they have, I mean, I've, I've heard it all, you know, I've had patients that write me letters before they come in saying I'm their last resort because they're suicidal, you know? And so, so it's dry eye. I mean, you, you know, you treat these patients too. It is so complex. It's so deep and it really affects and sometimes that's all patients need from us is is to find a doctor who understands, right? To actually understands the disease and doesn't dismiss them. Even if we can't help them yet or, you know, they're not feeling better yet with everything we're doing, they just know that we're there to listen. I'm, I'm going to sit there. If they're crying, I'm going to listen to them and I'm going to give them all the support I can, you know? That's really, I mean, that is my goal to see all dry eye patients. So I, you were goals for me to just have my clinic full of dry eye people. You know, I was reading um, some research on that, like AIP diet for my autoimmune patients. And maybe you're familiar with this, but I personally don't feel super comfortable talking to a patient about their diet changes because I don't have any nutrition background, but I'm wondering if, you have, you, you now have studied this, you know, and have nutrition experience, but is there, is there something you can recommend to the average OD who would like to talk about nutrition, but you know, maybe doesn't have the confidence or the knowledge to speak about that? Is there, are there easy recommendations that you right off the bat will remain, will make with a patient? I think that one is a good one. The um, autoimmune paleo diet is a, is a good one kind of general. And there's some uh, resources out there. There's good research. And, um, you know, in the beginning I was kind of having patients do like a whole 30 diet, you know, just kind of like a general where we know that those, those, uh, protocols work in reducing inflammation, dampening inflammatory mediators in the the body. So I think that that's a good place to start. Um, but 
that's exactly why I went back to school to become a, a nutritionist because that's how I felt. I felt like, you know, what do I know about this? And, and if, if the patients are asking specific things on protocols, specific, you know, um, supplements and things like that, do I really understand this? You know, but not to say every, every optometrist, every eye doctor needs to do what I did, but I think that this is, uh, this is really one of the reasons why we, uh, myself and uh, another optometrist slash nutritionist, we put together this dry eye uh, nutrition protocol so that, you know, for doctors like you who are treating patients with dry eye who want more on that nutritional support, you know, is there something that's specifically, you know, formulated, specifically uh, put together with these patients in mind? And that's where this this kind of, this protocol kind of came came alive. Yeah. <laughs> so tell, tell us more about it. It's called the... Um... It's called the Dry Eye Nutrition Protocol. What is it called? Again, tell us the program. Yeah, so it's Dry Eye Nutrition Program. It's a 10-week program where we, um, each week we have, it's, a, it's like a, a drip-down sort of like um, uh, program. So they each week they get like a new, um, you know, new week is op- opens up and there's recipes, there's protocols, there's information. So we focus on, um, gut health in the beginning, the first first month is gut health. So really supporting the microbiome. And uh, there are some supplements on microbiome and on, on gut health and, you know, for leaky gut and things like that. Um, and then, again, ton of recipes and, you know, recommendations and tips and tricks on, on like things to replace and what's good, what's not. And then the second month, we focus on um, the immune system. So the anti-inflammatory protocol. So again, think, you know, uh, therapeutic foods and anti-inflammatory foods and removing or replacing things that cause inflammation. Um, and then on the th- uh, third kind of the final month, we, so it's 10 weeks, so it's, um, you know, first two months and the last 10 weeks is on uh, mental health, mental health. So um, we kind of actually emphasize that along the way. We we emphasize the role of, you know, the parasympathetic nervous system. You know, um, the the role of um, sleep and mindful mindfulness, medica- uh, meditation, exercise, things like that to kind of help to regular regulate our uh, nervous system. Because as we know, when most people they have their sympathetic nervous system is on overdrive. And that's when that's your fight or flight, right? And that's when um, the, the high cortisol, high inflammatory mediators are, you know, on, on, on upregulated. And then we have downregulation of, you know, uh, healing properties. So our parasympathetic nervous system, the opposite is on when we're sleeping. That's when we digest and that's when we secrete from our glands. So, right. So, um, we, we emphasize that it's not just about treatments that you're doing. It's about internal, you know, your vagus nerve involvement and how that kind of regulates your, your immune system and your, your inflammatory, uh, mediators. You've implemented this in some of your patients, presumably, mm-hmm. right? Like a, a, a different protocol. What, what has been the response from your patients? Like, have you seen good outcomes from this? Like, what what do your patients tell you? Patients, again, it's not to replace the other treatments, right? So this is supportive. So this is to support. So because I treat 
patients with dry eye and I do IPL and immunomodulators and other, uh, you know, biologics and things like that. So they're getting better. And, but this is, this is just kind of like the, uh, the icing on the cake, right? So this, when they're feeling better, so it's not, if, if they only did the protocol by itself, then I would have a better answer of saying like, well, the, the protocol itself treats dry eye, which I can't say that, but um, in combination with everything I do, the, the, the feedback that I'm getting, yes, I, I actually feel, you know, my eyes feel better, but um, the other feedback is, is great is that they say, you know, I'm not bloated anymore. I'm not, I actually feel like I have more energy. My skin is better. I'm sleeping better. I feel less anxious. And so those, that's all from the, you know, from this protocol, from the nutritional support, because that's part of that healing. Like I can't just, again, if I could just do treat dry eye the way I've been doing only with the, the in-office treatments and pharmaceuticals and things like that, I wouldn't have gone back to school. That was a lot of work <laughs> to, to learn nutrition. So that was just that extra like support that these patients need because they are so complex. Yeah, it's funny because um, one of the easy things that I've talked to patients about over the years is just hydration, right? Mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. your body hydration matters. Your tears are made predominantly of water. And so I would have that conversation with patients. How much water are you drinking in a day? And the responses you would get were so funny. Like, well, I I cut my grape juice with water. So they were like counting that as water (laughs) Um, or like, you know, just coffee. And you really, yeah, yeah. People are severely dehydrated, which is one funny thing. But um, what I was wondering is the stress and anxiety part of this, like your last chapter, I feel like that's where I struggle the most. I have a lady that did all of these things. She went on a whole 30 diet. Um, her dry eye flares every fall around the time that her mom died. And literally she does come in always crying in November. And I feel like I'm just part of her, you know, psychological well-being now, but um, it's interesting. And I wonder like, do they go back to that module that's on this, you know, mental health if you, that you have and kind of seek it out when they feel high stress times and things like that. Because that would be brilliant. <laughs> and I would definitely need my patients on your module. <laughs> yeah. And your protocol. Yeah. So the the way we have it, which, you know, it's still kind of new. We're, we're trying to figure out if it's, uh, if we're going to have, um, if, if the patients are going to have like ongoing access. Right now we have them to access it for three months. Um, and after they're done, there's like extra uh, month or so. Because once they're done, it's so you know, we don't know if there, if it's any of value for them, but maybe, maybe, you know, um, that's something to think about. And, you know, we're sort of, we want to, we'll probably be tweaking it. And as we have more people going through it, it will, what works, what doesn't, maybe they need a little longer of that, of that part of the protocol. You know, again, we, like I said, we sprinkle that, that mental health um, importance of that controlling stress and anxiety and kind of, you know, um, along the whole, along the, the protocol from the beginning, but we really focus on that and kind of that, that gut and brain access and, you know, really focus on, um, on the link at the end. But that is, that's the thing, right? With, that is a big struggle. And we do see, um, high stress and anxiety in these patients. And sometimes we, it's like, is dry eye 
triggering that or are is the stress and anxiety triggering dry eye? It's kind of this loop, right? I feel like um, I should take this this class or this, uh, this this nutrition program simply for myself. I feel like so there was a period of time where I was listening to these a lot of nutrition podcasts, and there was this one by this um, uh, this uh, cardiologist resident at the time. Her name was like Dr. Danielle Bellardo. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but anyway, she talks about basically how nutrition is li- literally the the reason for all of most illnesses and most diseases. And it's, if you just change what you consume and like treat your body well, your body will do well. If you just treat it nicely and eat, you know, good plant-based foods. And, um, I just wonder, you know, that I think is a very big topic to start with a patient. So how do you incorporate that? I mean, we talk often about, we have a speed questionnaire and then we're talking about this and then we're talking about this, where does nutrition fit in, in your dry eye patients? And is this like reserved for patients that are not responding as you want them to, or do we bring this up on the front end? Like, how do you handle it in your clinic? So there, I do some in-office testing, but you don't have to. Um, I think just as simple as asking, you know, I will ask patients, um, how's your diet? Is just as, you know, as, as simple as that, how's your diet? And then oftentimes they'll say, it's pretty good. And then you'll say, well, and then I'll follow up. What did you have this morning for breakfast? <laughs> and it's usually like a bagel or a muffin or cereal. Um, and then I will, that's a, that's a way for me to, you know, go into it. Like, well, those are inflammatory foods. So here's what, how about we replace that with this and that? Like, so, um, so usually again, it's, 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 it could be just as, once you start asking, you feel comfortable. You know, once you start asking, how's your diet? Let's break it down. What, you know, how about replacing one thing it, like in one meal, you know, maybe replacing your, your uh, muffin with something with high protein and high fat first thing in the morning. So that way you're, you're, you're not having these sugar spikes throughout the day and crashes and, you know, uh, regulating your, your glucose levels a little bit better. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you just, you just gotta start asking, you know, and you don't have to, you don't have to be a nutritionist to change their entire diet, but just certain like, uh, recommendations may just be, um, you know, something they just remember. I mean, they'll remember, and I have patients that come back and tell me, I, you, they'll tell me you diagnosed me with celiac disease. And I'd be like, what? Or, you know, and they're like, I didn't know I had all these problems. I thought they were normal. And then you told me to go off gluten and now, um, and I'm not saying everybody has to do, you know, gluten-free, but, you know, just something that just happened like last week, um, a patient told me that I, I didn't do any testing. I didn't do any, um, you know, GI testing or anything like that, which I do. I do like stool testing to really get deeper, like patients that want to do more like assessment of their microbiome and things like that. And we can get um, pretty detailed, but as far as like just saying that alone, you know, how do you feel after you eat pasta? And if they're like, I feel lousy, I feel really sleepy and like, you know, bloated and things like that. I'd be like, okay, how about for one month we, we do this change, you know, but yeah, it's, um, doesn't have to be too complicated. It can just be simple recommendations like water. I do know that you have just sparked a big light bulb for Jackie here (laughs) talking about you are sending your patients out for stool sampling. So no, we're going to have to elaborate on that. There's no chance we're letting you off the hook. <laughs> I know. I saw, I saw her eyes. I was like, wait a minute. I have so many questions. I'm like, are you doing this in the office? You're sending patients out for what, ha- what is happening? I have so many 
gosh. Yeah. So in office, I, um, she does I really am impressed. She's making her own serum tears and PRP. That's what I'm saying. And her sketch for Mila. And that's what I mean. I'm like, she, I, she probably does it in her office. I don't know. I, I, I please tell. Kits. I, I order the kits and the patients get kits um, shipped to them. So they do the, you know, poop sampling at home and then they send it to the lab. So I never get to see it. So I don't have to look at any, any stool samples. Um, yeah, so they, they, they get, but I get the results. I get the results and I interpret it and I talk to them, you know, dysbiosis, you know, imbalance of the gut microbiome is like the biggest thing. And the, the world of microbiome, which is what I love. I love studying the microbiome. I love, you know, talking about it. But that's where um, most people, I mean, eight to nine out of 10 diseases, and that's for mental health, like depression, anxiety, heart disease, diabetes, hypertension, dry eye, uveitis, AMD, glaucoma, all have been proven there's dysbiosis. So dysbiosis is the root cause of most you know, chronic diseases that we have. So I think this is really going to change the way we practice in the next 10 years. I mean, we've, the micro, the, you know, we've really learned about the microbiome a lot in the last 10 to 15 years. And we're, the research is coming out for eyes. Like, I mean, we've, we've learned, we have really strong evidence for systemic diseases, but the, the eyes we're kind of catching up in the eye world with the whole microbiome, but the, the research is there, it's coming out and I'm like watching these and I'm like, yes, finally. And so then we can really like, yeah, you can order a stool test and you can be like, your gut is messed up. <laughs> so until we fix that, we're going in circles with your eye, with your rosacea, with your dry eye, because the analogy I like to use with patients is like, it's a forest fire. Like when, when you have forest fire and I'm just putting out, like I'm just, you know, putting water on, on just few trees here. I need, if the gut is, if you have leaky gut, if you have dysbiosis, your gut is, is just, you know, a mess. You're, you're just releasing, you know, inflammatory. That's, uh, that's how we, communicate our, our gut microbiome communicates with the rest of our body with our endocrine system with our you know nervous system with everything so if that's not healed if that's not addressed then we're just gonna keep going in circles on the surface so that's kind of what um you know and and i see again patients know it they're like i've had gut problems for years and nobody can fix it i thought it was normal i was just told you know to cut out this one thing or that thing but there's, there's protocols, there's things that we not, now know how to heal the gut, you know? So I'm still interested in this um, because I feel like it's almost like a quest test, right? Like early show markers or something. How do you get started with doing this? Because I can totally see myself doing this. <laughs> Places like um, GI, I use a couple of different uh, diagnostic tests, um, companies. Um, Genova is a good one. You can get started with Genova Diagnostics. Um, GI, uh, GI map is, um, diagnostic solutions, I believe. But, um, if you actually go to Rupa health, um, it, it's a basically like a big, it's a platform for doctors, but as OD, I had to kind of, like, I had to really, 
you know, get get myself like um, basically they they were like, yeah, you know, you're an optometrist. We don't do testing or we don't allow optometrists to do testing. So I had to actually uh, show, you know, my license. I had to you know, did right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But once you get through that hurdle, you have access to all these like functional medicine testing. So you could do, you know, hormone testing. You could do, uh, you know, um, micro uh, uh, nutrient testing. So if you wanted to use, you know, do blood tests, again, these are kits that get sent to patients so they can take to, if it's a blood test, they can take to like a lab and, you know, or like a mobile phlebotomist. Um, but other things like for gut is through um, through stool tests, the kits that the patients get at their home. But Rupa Health is a good resource because it's all of those testing in one place. So you basically choose your menu of, and all these companies, I think they have like 25 different labs basically in one place. So you don't have to like have an account with each separate um, lab. But m- most of these are not covered by insurance. So a lot of times it's, you know, self-pay, um, which makes it kind of easy in a way. I mean, obviously that could be a, a barrier for some, but um, then you don't have to deal with, you can either collect the fees yourself or have the patient just pay the lab itself when you order it. This is a very interesting topic. I feel like we can talk about this for a lot longer, but before I forget, tell can you tell us like where we can find you and where people can find the nutrition program if they want to take that? Yes. So uh, my website is, my clinic website is southwaterfronteyecare.com. So, and this program is linked there, or you can go directly to dryeye-nutrition.com. That's the program linked directly. It's open to anyone's patients. So we could send our patients to this website and they could get enrolled in the protocol. Yes. And this is, this is one of the reasons why we wanted to put this protocol together because we wanted to um, have this access or have this program um, available to our colleagues who basically, yeah, have patients who are asking, what can I eat? What can I not eat? And you can be like, well, here's a program, you know, uh, if you wanted like really tailored pr- uh, protocol for dry eye, you could do this. So you could, you could, yeah, have it, um, you know, just a, send your patients to the website or even like if you wanted some sort of brochures and things like that we can send that we have like postcards and things like that for patient education and what is your instagram too because although we only first met at academy i feel like we've known each other for a very long time but that's just social media that'll do that to you but (laughs) but tell people where you can find tell you your your instagram too yes it's i dr mila that's my handle I will have to report back to you at how good I am at doing gut health sampling, and I'm excited to be able to go. I love it. I, I submitted an um, uh, outline, hopefully, at, at the Academy. So hopefully, we'll get this conversation going more and, and talk more about the microbiome and the link and and more, um, more of us, more doctors, more uh, of our colleagues will be doing um, I'm, sure, I'm sure you're linked up with the Sjogren Society, and, and if not, you you should definitely get linked up because I feel like a lot of that research with gut, you know, they're even doing um, whenever they replace your stool, like they do the stool oh, yes. Yes. for Sjogren's patients. So um, that would, would be a good resource for you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mila, thank you so much for telling us about 
um, stool samples and nutrition today. This was really lovely. Thank you for joining us. And um, yeah, just for, you know, taking a deep dive into what other things fuel the dry eye patient, because too many times people give up with, you know, step one or two. And I think, you know, it is almost like an onion, right? The more you learn, it seems like the more layers you keep peeling back. And I think it's exciting to learn about all of these things, nutrition. And then when we deep, you know, when we dig into like corneal nerves and just how complicated it really is, it's amazing to think that there are people still neglecting the disease. And, you know, patients really appreciate doctors like you for, for really going all in and and really trying to find the next step before we really know what it is. So it was really exciting to learn from you. Thank you. I really appreciate having or being being invited to be here. So thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. And now for the To The Point wrap-up. Remember when we're dealing with our dry eye patients, it's more than meets the eye. We need to take a step back from our patients and view them as the entire body. Part of this is nutrition. Part of this is even things like gut health and balance of our GI system. There's some great takeaways from this podcast for teaching your patient about healthy lifestyle as it pertains to stress management, diet, exercise, and even exploring a little deeper into the gut biome and how that might influence your dry eye patients. 